Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help, P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S dot help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Thank you. Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Samson Davis. I've been waiting for like a month for my new smartphone. It's not here yet. I'm just getting more and more annoyed. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's the hard life I live. That's rough. Yeah. You want your new shiny right away. I understand I that. I do want my new shiny. My old shiny's like six years old. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Like me. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Alex Finn, you're six years old. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> mentally. She's an old shiny. No, I'm enjoying my new computer case. Oh, yes. It's dancing with it. Yeah. It's lewd Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Stace Babcock. I'm enjoying having Starbuck right here. And uh, her purrs are coming in, but under the cutoff, Daniel. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Good. <laughs> Jealous. Well, I don't have a cat to appease my soul. All I have are these beautiful diehard dice. And you know what? They're better than cats. Whoa! They're high quality. They're <laughs> metallic. They're acrylic. Beautiful rainbow colors. I got a little gold thing on my... I think it's a mythic set. They fit in your mouth. They're really, really good. They're really, really, yeah. really good. And I will say... They're really good. That cats yeah. do like them. Starbuck loves knocking diehard dice off my desk. Oh. One at a time. <laughs> what does she roll? She rolls uh, right under the desk. And honestly, by the time I contort myself to get down there, I'm not really looking at the number. (laughs) Fair enough. She's not targeting the D4, is she? Because that would suggest foul play involved. Well, I never use it, so it's never sitting on the edge of my desk, so I'm okay. But I'm sure sure she would not discriminate. Yeah, and you know what? Most of Die Hard Dice's D4s are very safe. They got the little killer part clipped off. Mm -hmm. So why don't you, listener, go over to Die Hard Dice get a beautiful pair of dice to roll yourself or let your pets roll and use our code explorers wanted and get 10% off your order. So that's high quality dice for cheaper. You're also supporting us. It's a win-win either way. Please. And thank you. So who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Stace. It's uh, I was just looking at my notebook, wondering what kind of notes I took last time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it looks like decent notes. All right. For the right episode. I believe so. We'll find out. So Nix buys a bunch of crap. I mean, useful items for the mission. Dilly was in danger of turning into a mandible monster, but tagged an Astor to nip that in the bud. And then we wrote some messages in the Guardian cipher uh, and left them behind in Sala's shop just in case, just in case someone finds it and can come help us out in Bodrov. Anyway, so we return to the Mesa Summit Dilly breaks down the junk ciphers. Dilly's on a real crafting rampage. I love to see it. 
head back to the high man's view because Dilly's decided to go ahead and make the introduction of himself. But as we were walking in, we bumped into and we saw Josa Kin, the badass traveler, sitting at a table. Next to his mentor. Yeah, yeah. next to his mentor. Then we... Oh, we had a pretense of going in there to deliver more intel. So Nick spouts some bullshit. Dilly makes his introduction. New badass Dilly. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Successfully gets invited to join the Stoneburners. Nick shares some actually helpful intel. And then they go back downstairs to eat lunch. And Joseph comes over and is like, yo, what's up, Nix? Except that's not what she said, but that's how Nix remembers it. I don't know if I missed any important details about the conversation. We learned a lot of stuff about Falling Foundry. Falling, whatever. Devinky. So we, we learned a lot of information. A lot of small stuff. Mm-hmm. That'll hopefully be useful. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. <laughs> see if we can capitalize that, or if it's just going to be a shit show. We're just going to have to improvise. I think it's going to be a shit show. Personal and professional opinion. So... Josekin looks across the table at you, Nyx, with her compassionate eyes and says, It's been a while, Nyx, but I figured you'd end up in Bodruff eventually. Uh, it's Boa. What brings you here? Oh, you changed your name. What brings you here? I'm looking for you. Okay, well, look for me later. I'm eating lunch. Nyx, we're at a important junction point in our project. Nyx looks over and tries to catch a Stoneburner's eye. To be like, hey, this person's bothering me. This is going to be sort of random chance. Give me a d20 roll and let me know what you get. If it's above a 7, that's good for you. If it's above a 15, it's even better. Here, Starbuck, kiss it. All right. 12. Nice. Okay. So you're motioning and a stone burner kind of looks at you and kind of quirks an eyebrow and then motions to a waiter and the waiter comes over to you. Hey. Yeah, how can I help you? Yeah, it looks like uh, this person has lost their way to their table. I was wondering if you could show them the way back. Oh, I see. And she looks at Josa. Josa looks back up at her and says, yeah, I'll make my way. And before she leaves, she turns to Nyx and says, there's no way house here, but we should continue our conversation when you get a chance. And she drops a folded up scrap of paper on the table and then turns and walks away. Nick starts to eat her ravage bear and is just like, I'm done with them. Okay. So you just leave the paper there? No, she takes it. I'm not giving her any power over me anymore. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, what what, what are we going to do? Because do you think we'll be able to kind of, you know, do our thing here and just kind of like ignore her? Or do we need to deal with her first? I'll talk to her. I, we can go. But honestly, what is she going to do here? What if she takes you away. Like, what if they figured out some of their teleportation stuff or whatever? And she just, like, snatches you back to, I don't know, her home base? I don't know. Great point. I'll have the imps keep an eye on her. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is great, Ravage Bear. <laughs> they don't cook it just right. I'm going to trust you on that. There's, like, just a hint of blood seeping down the side of Nix's mouth. <laughs> a hint or a river. She licks it off with her forked tongue. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a little bit on each side, and your tongue comes out, forks, and gets both sides of your face. <laughs> As we're talking, do we see Josekin go to her table and stay there? She goes to her table, she puts down some shins, and then she walks out the door. Okay. And was she with anybody? No. 
Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Nyx finishes her food and gulps her, oh gosh, what was it called? The Red Special. <laughs> it's good, as always. Dilly finishes whatever food he got. Um, all right, so where to next? Like, should I give more time? Should I think? Uh, fuck, I'm, uh, I just, even though they just told us, I just remembered the fucking crazy-ass tattoo process they have. I feel like Chach is playing with that giant curd. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Do you get witnesses? Do you get to invite your, your loved ones? Um, I would be surprised if I did, just because this does seem very, like, initiation-y. Like, it doesn't seem to be that big of a secret, but probably, like, the process is a little, you know, private. I'd be surprised, at least. I don't know for sure. I don't... We never asked. I mean, do they install the cum gutters, or is that, like, a thing that comes gradually? <laughs> I imagine that's for... That's, like, a mark of a high-level stone burner. Just kind of looking at Carlisle, because Carlisle had, like, I didn't get a good look, but just kind of looking at his, like, body fat, he probably had, like, cum gutters, but, like, kind of... Weak ones. Probably very ghoulish-looking cum gutters, you know? Are you saying they're weak or super, super deep? Like, grotesque deep. Fair. I could unfortunately see that, too. Yeah. <laughs> like an anatomy lesson, but not, like, in a cool way. That kind of yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. Anyway. You have everything you need. What additional information... Is there additional information that we would find somewhere else that would help you make this decision? Have you asked your friend? My which friend? Which friend? Next points at her head. Oh, um, I don't know. Let me check. And Dilly's gonna kind of pull up his bag and kind of like open it and then like stick his head in, pretending like he's digging for something. Sir, do you have any opinions on the stone burner thing? Am I, are we missing anything? I mean, I suggested potentially joining them a while ago. Like I said, it's it's probably a bad idea, but it would probably get you more access to this tavern. Yeah, yeah, and I totally remember you saying that. That was, what, two days ago? Or three days ago? Something like that. Yeah, I can't. It's I'm still a little woozy. But, yeah, we didn't really know as much back then. But you still think it might be a bad idea? I mean, it's dangerous. You probably have to make sure they don't see your fire mark or whatever you prefer to call it. Yeah. And I got some stuff that'll help with that. Actually, more stuff than I thought. Yeah, Nyx gave Dilly the 28-hour blemish hider. Yeah, mm. Dilly's got that and his illusions. And also, maybe he could hide it under, like, a fold of skin, because Dilly's got a bunch of skin, too, <laughs> that we don't really acknowledge. Oh, God. I always forget. Oh, that's... My tattoo's gonna look like shit. And then Dilly pulls his head out. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't find the thing, but I'm of a mind that joining... It'd be a good idea. I am of one mind of it. And then Dilly kind of winks, but just gets like smoke in his eyes from the tavern. And it's like, damn it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess if there's no reason to wait, I'll just go on up myself or yeah. opinions. I'll just, okay. Yeah. Great. Cool. Bye. Yeah. No, we, uh, we'll wait here. Got this curd. All right. Don't start anything. Too late. I have to go to the bathroom. Thanks. Goes to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. Here we go. There's that same creature in there with a wide open mouth. <laughs> Nyx climbs inside and sits on whatever this and hisses at her medallion. Oh, okay. Crawling out of the throat of this bathroom monster, you see an imp. Mistress, you called? We came. I have two tasks. Yes. I need a woman. Joseph Ken to be followed and watched, and daily reports on her activities. 
Who is this Josakin? Nyx describes her as best she's able. That sounds like most humans. Emphasize the tattoos. She has tattoos like this, and Nyx will roll up her sleeve. Very similar. We will try to find this person. The child who finds her will take their place in the hot rock. Oh, Oh, shit. I shall inform the children. For my second task. Yes? I need Dilly to be watched while he takes part in this ceremony. And if at any point he is restrained or attacked, I need you to notify me. He is... The short male, yes? Yes. Buddy Cop likes his fear. It tastes good. That makes sense. Okay, I will check in when I can, but let me know if Dilly is in danger of being hurt. That is not him ceremoniously getting synth poured into his skin. That would seem to hippie hurting him. I imagine, yes, it does hurt, but he wants to do it. I'm worried that when they do the ceremony, that his mark, and Nyx points to her own fire mark, will cause a reaction that will blow his cover and cause the people in the room with him to capture or attack him. And what should we do if this happens? Tell me. Yes, mistress. Am I dismissed? Yes. After Dilly is safe, return to me with another messenger, and you will have your reward. (gasps) Yes. And they fade into the darkness. Meanwhile, you're getting occasional, like, impatient... Oh, <laughs> Nyx does her thing. <laughs> okay. And heads back I like out. how Nyx is the only one to, like, <sighs> canonically take a shit in this campaign. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, the only person with a working digestive system is Nyx. And it doesn't even really work anymore. It's all I facade. Know. It's all for show. Nyx leaves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nyx, like, pours water out of her water skin. So, Just <laughs> okay, so let's resolve Dilly. Yeah, Dilly goes up to the bouncers at the foot of the stairs. Says, uh, hi, I'm, uh, I need to see Carlisle. And at a moment he'll be like, oh, hold on. And then pull out a coin that Carlisle gave him. So they take a look at it. They review it. And one of them holds up something that clearly is like a Numenera item. And it seems to shoot out a line of light right along the unique code at the bottom of the card. And then it flashes green. And the guard at the door opens the door, and the other one motions for you to head up the stairs, clearly intending to like, follow you and lead you to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. While that thing is scanning, Dilly is just pouring all of his like right memorization skills into like figuring out how the hell that works, what it's doing, all of it. Everything he's got. Yeah. I think with your, like, the amount of free levels of effort you get and your skills... At your tier right now, I would say that you pretty quickly figure out that this is scanning that number and letter code at the bottom of the card. Like, each of those cards is clearly, like, a unique 
one-time use token. Good to know. Good to know. So you know that even if you stole that same card back, it would now be considered invalid because it's already gotten you through once. Right. Okay. Yeah, so Dilly goes up. The other guard leads you to Carlisle's office, yeah. Carlisle looks up from their desk and says, Adilabrim, or is it Dilly? Which do you prefer? Uh, Adilabrim, if that's all right. Adilabrim, have a seat. Glad to see you again so soon. Yes. Did the guard take the card coin thing? Yes. Yeah, so I, you know, just thought about it over lunch, and um, I would love to join the Stoneburner, if that's still on the table. Yeah, that's absolutely still on the table. Like you said, you'd come in as an introductory stone burner, and then depending on tasks you take on or work that you do, will determine when you earn first tier. All right, introduct- so introductory stone burner, then I earn first tier, and then the tattoo is at the order of things. Oh no, you'll earn the tattoo to become an introductory stone burner. It's just each tier will grant you a new tool. Cool, awesome. So I, all right, yeah, just make sure I have time to mentally prepare for that. So nine tiers. It's nine tiers plus one for the tool that you lose. Sorry, what? It's that old right joke about how a standard tool set is nine tools plus one in case you lose one of the others. Oh, <laughs> Dilly gets that. Dilly remembers that. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Uh-huh. All right. Well, um, I'm glad to hear that, especially, you know, student of Master Asus. I think being a member of the Stoneburners can really help you get very advantageous terms on a loan for a shop and plus like i said stone burners based off of their tier level also receive a standard allotment of io and other material that we retrieve yeah excellent what happens next do i make an appointment or do you come find me at midnight when the moon is full or how does this work nothing so arcane we'll make an appointment I know I would certainly love to be there at your initiation, but, you know, beyond that, you know, it depends on your schedule. I mean, we could do something as early as later tonight, or if you prefer, sometime in the morning tomorrow or the day after, whenever, we can arrange things. I, hmm, how painful is this tattoo process? Well, I mean, how painful do you think somebody cutting you with a knife is and pouring molten synth is? It's, it's painful, but... It's not impossible. I mean, we've all hurt ourselves, you know, working with Numenera before. Yes, but I, I mean, I get that, and Dillish kind of shows, like, some of his, like, fucked up knuckles. Yeah, and he motions to your face. Like, he motions to his own face as if indicating for you and says, honestly, it, he motions in a way that clearly indicates your wiring there. It's like, that looks like it was painful. Oh, yes. I thought he was saying Dilly was so ugly because he fucked up so much. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this was painful, but this, and Dilly motions to uh, his face, this was a medical procedure. This, and so, this is different. But, all right, how how long does this last? Again, I'm just trying to mentally prepare. I mean, for your first one, you know, we're just really kind of doing the field that eventually your individual to your tools will be. So it doesn't take that long, maybe at most an hour, depending on how well you work. I'm afraid we do have a rule that, like, you're not allowed to pass out. So if you pass out, we have to wake you back up and wait until you wake back up to do the next part. Can I be drunk for this? Drunk is fine. All right. But that's probably not great for blood loss, just to warn you. You are... Is there a lot of blood loss? It's a tattoo, right? Yeah, but if you're drunk, I mean, we're we're having to cut into your skin. Ugh. 
All right. It's probably just best to get out of the way uh, tonight if if we can. All right. Just a moment. And he kind of motions and Tendon walks back in. Yeah, Carla, what can I do for you? Could we arrange a schedule for a Dilibrim here to join up and get his first marks? Yeah, honestly, I mean, the dock is in, so, I mean, I don't know, we could do it as early as an hour from now. I mean, it depends if you want me to let other people know if they want to come. And Carlos says, give a heads up to at least the people that are, you know, most involved with uh, initiations. Give them two hours. Uh, he turns and looks at Dilly and says, two hours, okay? <sighs> yes, two hours will be fine. <laughs> All right, sure, fine. You know, feel free to hang out downstairs, or you can go wherever. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but just make sure that you're back here in two hours. Okay. Do I come back up here, or will you guys find me down in the room below? We'll find you down in the dining room. Thanks so much. For this, uh, I will be getting ready. Okay. Enjoy it yourself. By the way, anything you order tonight is comped. Oh, all right. Well, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Carla nods to you and motions you out the door. Dilly leaves. Remind me of how this uh, upper floor is kind of laid out. So there's the offices door. So where you are, you're kind of in the area with offices. As you come out of that area, you come back into a hallway. From that hallway, if you immediately go downstairs, it will lead you to the dining room. Right. Otherwise, it's a long hallway across that's clearly like the length of the building. There are different doors labeled differently, like Gray's or Lane and Volink. Clearly, Gray's is fairly large based off of the distance between the doors, Mm -hmm. or Lane is even bigger. Volink is very close to the end of the hallway, and there are three guards posted outside. And those guards do have stone burner tattoos. Quite clearly, they reach up their necks. Can I see what tier they are from where Dilly is? No, you would have to be able to see their chest, and from this angle, you really can't see it clearly. Okay. To get to those rooms, do we have to pass by the offices, or do we pass by those rooms to get to the offices? Or is it like a T-intersection? No, the offices, like, so if you come up the stairs, to your left is the offices, to the right leads to all the private rooms. Okay, got it. Is Cha-Cha doing anything while Nix is going to the bathroom and having a conversation with the dicks in the bathroom, apparently? I told you, Tata was playing with that giant curd. (laughs) Okay. You can do a lot with a curd. One other patron is, like, watching Cha-Cha, like, a little nervously as she plays with the curd. That tracks. Mm. (laughs) Okay, so Nyx will get back first. Whatever it took Nyx in terms of time, Dilly will be back about ten minutes later. So it depends on if Nyx and Cha-Cha want to do anything before Dilly gets back. Finish your drink, order another one. Okay. Dilly returns. All right, guys. Um, initiations in two hours. Apparently, it is going to be painful. So great, great for me. Um, also, everything's comped, so put it all in my tab tonight. So nice. Yeah. Do you want to wait here? Uh, yeah, they're going to find me here. So <sighs> does Nix open that sheet of paper that Joseph Kim passed, or not? Yeah, she'll look at it. It says Room Two Sixteen, the Mesa Summit. God damn it! I figured. Is that a new room? That's not, like, the Neb's room, right? It's a new room. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Daily order is just, like, an appetizer platter and not, like, hard liquor, but, like, the heavier beers they have. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, Dilly, what they bring you is something that is, uh, it's got sort of the pleasant weight of the Guinness, 
but also has a flavor of a nut brown. All right. It's also about 10% alcohol. Not that you'd know it from the taste. <sighs> yeah, I think Dilly will kind of... Dilly's going to go into this with, like, a buzz. Like, not drunk, but, like, feeling floaty. Yeah, for sure. Buzzed initiation is drunk initiation. <laughs> yes. Are you guys doing anything for this two hours besides just hanging out and ordering stuff? Running up his tap? No, we're doing exactly <laughs> only that. Nyx eats exactly when she's hungry. She just orders another... No, I'm just kidding. She's, she, ha- she has a relationship with these people. She just orders drinks. Dilly is going to activate the blemish hider and apply that while we're at the table. Smart. Okay, good call. So now you've got 28 hours of that being hidden. Hopefully they'll cover it. And then he's going to slip the used cipher to Nyx and ask her to get that out of here. Nyx takes it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else? This is a good time to plan. Is there anything we need to plan right now? It's a bad time to plan. We're in public mm-hmm. at the Stoneburners. Yes. Very public. So what passes is a very quiet moment for two hours in a crowded tavern where nobody's talking. Well, I feel like they're just like... Nick's just going to start talking about how excited they are about their shop and what color it's going to be. Yeah, they're planning oh, for this yeah. fictional shop front for when, you know, they're just one week from retirement. <laughs> okay. There's like a... A weird edge to the conversation as we all realize we don't have a whole lot to talk about besides work. I know. <laughs> Realizing it's awkward. Read any good books lately? No. I'm honestly not sure I can read, to be honest. How? <laughs> <laughs> you gave us paperwork. I mean, yeah, but paperwork and reading are two different things. Veronica Candace, you're literate. You've proven it. Yeah, but like literate and paperwork. Okay. Isn't that... It's the same thing. It's It's two very different languages. You have a journal. Yeah. And then she turns it around and it's just doodles. Oh my god. (laughs) Tendon approaches the table and looks at Dilly and says, uh, Dilbrum, it's time. Oh, alright. I assume this is a private affair for all this? Yeah, it's for the best. Um, they are on my tab. And then Dilly kind of slaps the table a little harder than he needs to. Noted. Awesome. After you. And then he looks at the rest of you and says, this will take about 45 minutes. Sounds good. Take good care of him. Oh, we will. Remember me fondly. I'm waiting for you, so where are we going? Up the stairs. He leads you up the stairs to the offices again. And Carlisle's there. And says, Dilbrum. Hello. I'm so excited for this. The others are very excited. Good, because I'm here. Says, uh, follow me. And he starts leading you down the hall to the door of the fallen room. Oh, fuck. The guards move aside, and he opens the door. And inside, you see a room that's roughly the size of what you would think is like two standard offices. On one side is a table, where clearly, like, you can see that next to it is like a pot of bubbling synth with a tube attached to it. And there is another figure you recognize as Tarek, even though Tarek doesn't necessarily know you in this version of yourself. And he's standing there sharpening a knife. (laughs) And then on the other side of the room, you see it's like a rectangular shape. It's clearly Numenera. And it's clearly lit up. And it's shaped sort of like a door. But there's nothing that you can open with it. But it is glowing. Dilly, not at all feigning interest. Just like, uh, what's that thing? Oh, that's the Volent Gate. It leads to the foundry. The same foundry you said you 
entered in on special occasions or go into that often? Yeah. Well, it's where you can find the foundry. To get into the foundry, you need a key, and the keys are one of a kind. All right. But you can usually find plenty of IO there, you know, especially after you've taken care of whoever else is trying to get in at the time. Sorry, what? So there's a lot of interested parties in the foundry, and it's difficult to get in. It can be competitive in there, especially if anybody gets a hint that somebody has a key. Competitive to get in or competitive while you're in there? Once you get in, as far as I know, you should be fine. But uh, let's just say the crowd outside the foundry is incredibly competitive about trying to find ways in. Not all of them are from around here. Oh, oh, this is like, <laughs> this is Bodrov's entry into the fo- foundry. is not just like a closet that's like a extra dimensional kind of thing. Definitely extra dimensional, Dilibrim. But uh, yeah, it's just our gate to where the foundry is. Huh. What tier do I have to be to see inside there? Depends on what kinds of tasks you want to take on. We have to get our IO somehow. It's almost impossible to get into the foundry without a key, but harvesting IO from the leftovers outside the foundry, that's another story. Okay. Slight confusion, and Dilly, I guess, is saying this as he's, like, sitting on the table. Is there, like, a foyer when you pass that one, that door, that gate? When you go through that gate, you'll be where the foundry is, but you still need to get into the foundry. Gotcha. Okay. Foundry is on its own place. Just getting through the gate doesn't get you into the foundry. You need a key for that. If we had keys to spare, the builders wouldn't be dead. Mm. All right. Cool. Dilly is internally, like, very aware of the key that he is carrying. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dilly. All right. They motion you to lay down. Uh, all right. Um, apologies for the excess skin. I had a run-in with a forgotten installation. I'm not proud of it. That's all right. We'll just focus on your chest for now. Okay. For now. So, what follows is that for the next 45 minutes is Tarek making a short, but relatively deep cut across your skin. Not deep enough to get into the muscle, but enough to like really get in there. And he brings over this tube and pours burning hot sin into the wound. Dilly is not a fan of the process. Yeah. Give me a might defense roll of 15. I'm going to say three levels of effort to bring it to a six. Okay. Oh, fuck. I'm going to re-roll that one because now is not a good time to roll a one. <laughs> no. uh, I'm going to re-roll the three. <laughs> it's my last XP, so this one needs to count. Come on. Come on. It's six on the dot. <laughs> okay. Good enough. So you'll only take five might damage, and you do not freak out in the midst of this procedure. You're able to control yourself. <laughs> Dilly's definitely crying. Yeah, it sucks. It hurts so much, but you don't, like, like reflexively, like, animalistically try to run away or anything like mm-hmm. that. And yeah, after 45 minutes, it's done. And... The stone burners that are in there, and there's clearly like several more have come in in the middle of the procedure. You didn't notice them because you were a little distracted at the time. Yeah. But they all come over and, you know, give you claps on the shoulder, definitely avoiding the still cooling scars. Mm. Yeah, no problem. Don't know what the big deal was. <clears throat> Carlos says, give it a couple days and it'll feel better. But, uh, I don't want to stress you out right now, so why don't we 
hold off on talking about any other sort of logistics stuff, at least for a day, so you can get some rest? No, I feel fine. I feel fine. Are you sure? I'm totally ready to go. <laughs> totally ready to go. All right. Give me a social roll <laughs> of 18. Social is intellect, right? Yeah. Okay. I can bring that down to a 12, and yeah, I'm just going to leave it at 12. 12 on the dot. Okay. Really? Nice. Turns to Tendon, who's over there as well, and says, even tougher than you were, Tendon. <laughs> Tendon just smiles and laughs. <sighs> yeah, man. <sighs> I'm a student of Master Aces. I'm built different. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, sounds good. Let's head back to my office. So Dilly, Carlisle leads you into his office and says, so are you looking for like loan terms right now? You want to talk about IO? What, what, what can I help you with? I, yeah, I guess what's the process? Cause I've seen a few places walking around that like to be a good place to set up shop is how to, how to, how does that process start? Do I just tell you the address and then. Yeah, we can make it easier for you for sure. You know, if you tell us the address, we can contact the owner directly and start negotiating terms on the guild's behalf. Mm -hmm. That's probably the easiest way. If you'd prefer to be more hands-on, that's totally okay. We can get you in touch with whoever you need to talk to, you know, along those terms. And you can just come back to us in terms of any kind of loan or anything you need. It really just depends on how you want for a member. It can be pretty full service on our part. And, you know, I have a soft spot for Aestis, and, you know, I'd love to be able to help out one of his students. I mean, I will accept any help you can give. I don't know this place very well, so I don't know what the best way to do things would be. So, if I can, I'd put it all in your hands. All right. Okay. What kind of place are you looking for? Dilly gives him the address that we found when we were uh, looking around at Bork and Carlisle at Baby Pack. Because mm. I, I think we did find a shop that looked good for us. Carlisle notes that down and says, Okay, I know that place. I don't remember what the owner is currently asking, but uh, I promise you we can negotiate a better deal. Give us 56 hours. We should be good. Two days. Shit, all right. That's weird. That's suspicious. I assume you will come to me, or... Just come back. Show your marks. Just come back in two days, and I'll tell you what I found. Okay. And can I hit this? And Dilly, like, accidentally, like, hits his chest a little too hard. Well, <laughs> will this just kind of get me in sooner? Just for, like, dinner in general? Uh, for now. I mean, as you earn tears, you'll have more responsibilities and influence over what we do. Even as a introductory member, though, you still have a vote in, you know, major decisions that we make. And that's good. I, I literally just meant, like, is this going to get me past the line that seems to grow upon your doorstep? Of course. Absolutely. Excellent. You get to skip ahead. But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll walk you through the whole voting process and stuff later on. You know, and the biggest thing is if you want to advance in the order. I mean, everybody is expected in addition to, you know, because we help people get their shops and things like that. In addition to your dues, which are very small, like there may be like 5% of your revenue, if that. If you want to advance faster, you know, everybody's expected to do a little bit of street work. It depends on your aptitudes. So like if that's not really where your skills lie, if you've got more background in salvaging, we might send you on IO runs, things like that, to, you know, fulfill your guild duties in between. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, we try to keep things as open as possible so that you can do what you devoted your life to, and that's research and development. 
we feel like we've built a paradise here and you know it wasn't easy to get you know we had to <laughs> convince a noble that he should build a city for the queen and uh we had to uh take out some of our primary competition in order to secure this paradise for us but <laughs> we've got what we need hold on hold on that was you guys because i heard about the a guy who like made Bodrov as a gift for the queen you did th- you convinced him of that them well not me personally but yeah our group did like where else would he get the idea that rights could build a city on top of a mesa like this for him I'll tell you something, this mesa used to be a mountain that carved off the entire top. Where did you put all that excess material? He winks at you and says, that's proprietary. Oh, am I not, am I not in the inner circle of that yet? I mean, damn, I've already... Get to at least third tier and I'll share with you. Oh, uh, all right, fair enough. Oh, and by the way, and he hands you a note and like another card that has his name it has a stone burner symbol. It has another unique code on it. And he says, give that to Marta. Your accommodations are covered by us now. All right. Thank, uh, excellent. Thank you. And you let us know if you need anything. Sometimes I get a little busy, but, you know, if you can't find me, feel free to talk to Tarek. You saw him briefly during your initiation. Or you can talk to Tendon, you know, whatever. But just let us know if you need anything in the meantime. Um, like I said, come back in two days and I should have information on that shop, what it's going for, or what we can do for you. And we can go from there. Uh, Tarek, you said Tarek was there? Which one was Which one was Tarek? Oh, and he describes Tarek for you. And, you know, says like, it's Tarek. He knows you, obviously, because he went to the initiation He'll totally understand if you forget his name or something like that. But well, no, I, I don't. I only know him by his name. I didn't. I never had a description of him or you when I found it. Right, right. Yes, that's why I just described him to you. No, I. Yeah, right, <sighs> Master Aces, you said. Yes. What? All right. Okay. Who am I talking to? <laughs> it's Carlisle. Okay. Yes, I think I've lost a lot of blood. I'm gonna go drink more honestly i'm gonna go drink more fair enough well thank you for all you've done have a good night like i said everything tonight is comped fantastic thank you so much i will be downstairs have a good night you too dilly goes downstairs is there still an escort as dilly goes downstairs there's not an escort down the stairs no okay cool when dilly emerges from the door of the stairway by the way Chacha and Nix, you can see that Dilly looks very pale. He's still walking, he's still relatively steady, but he looks pale as shit because he's just been through a lot of pain. And Nix, you hear in your ear, Mistress. Yes. Nix, like, pretends to sneeze and she's like, Chacha, you hear Nix hissing through her hands. And Chacha, when you look down, you see that there is a snake underneath the table, one of these imps. Two of them, actually. Two imps. And one of them says, Mistress, he has finished his ceremony. Thank you. Meet me back at the Mesa Summit, and you will make your journey to the Hot Rock. He kind of tilts his head. He looks at the other imp with him and says, This is disappointing. Why? You said to come for my reward when he came back safe. Well, we're going to have to go to the bathroom then. (laughs) Yes. And he starts slithering off in the direction of the bathroom. The other imp just stays there. Nix goes to the bathroom. Okay, you go into the bathroom. 
All right, my faithful servant, get on, get on up there. Okay. So you swallow this imp because it's only one imp in this case. I just need you to make a my defense roll of eighteen. Oh, is that all? We have twelve with my base shit. Seventeen. Okay. So yeah, you don't take any damage. You're definitely feeling a little woozy and ecstatic, but you're otherwise okay. Nix comes back out. She's hype. <laughs> Everyone thinks she just did like a line of blow in the bathroom. Like, oh, damn, <laughs> let's go parties. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Nix comes back. The other imp is there and says, "Am I dismissed?" Or does mistress require anything else? And once again, there is nothing identifiably different about this other imp. You are dismissed. Thank you for coming. Remember to rest and hydrate. Yes. And they fade into the shadows. Ah, so... Whispering. Dylan's been whispering the whole time he's using his normal voice. So, free drinks and food for the rest of the night. And Deli gingerly taps his chest. We don't have to worry about the line anymore, so go us. Congratulations, Dilly. Thanks. Dilly, you notice that there are a bunch of other stone burners in the room that are slowly inching their way over to you. <sighs> and you realize that they know that it's an initiation <laughs> and that everything you order is comped tonight. <laughs> fair. Yeah, fair. Dilly is going to wait for them to make the first mood. He's not going to like be an active dick about it, but they need to introduce themselves. Over the course of the hour, you make the acquaintance of Messon and Terry. <laughs> Tenden makes his way back as well. Tarek stops by at one point to make sure everything is okay, but he doesn't, like, impose on you to order something from him. As well as a number of other stoneburners who, in the hurry of the night, you don't really catch their names. When Tarek shows up, Dilly just says, does, like, introduce himself, so like, Hi, Adilvan Cret, you're Tarek, right? You're one of Aestis's, uh friends. You were. Right, you're Aces' student. I was so excited to hear that somebody from Aces was joining us today. Yes. I know, I I don't mean to bring down the mood, but just, you were his friend. He has passed. That's what Carlisle told me. It's a shame. I always told him I'd outlive him, but, uh... Oh, yeah? Yeah, he always joked that he'd bury me and piss on my grave. He made a lot of friends in Charmant. He wasn't joking. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. <laughs> Tell me... Do you know where he picked up the habit of organizing all his tools by handle size? Because I swear by the Iron Wind, I wanted to fucking die every time I tried to find a tool that he asked for. So, it's a little bit embarrassing, but I, I feel bad speaking ill of the dead. But you know how he started that? How? Tell me, please. He never told me. Him and Carlisle were competing about just making nonsense arguments about who had the bigger dick. And Aces says, it's as long as my tool. And depending on where they were in the argument, he would grab a different tool. That's adorable. Ever since then, he did it that way. It's just for a joke. I thought he was going senile whenever he'd laugh when I grabbed one of his tools, but now that makes so much more sense. <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would not believe how many apprentices he got that way out here. I mean... Before he had apprentices of his own, at least, like, that was his favorite game. Like, you know, grab one of my tools and I'll tell you how it feels. <laughs> well, and Dilly oh. takes his drink to Aestus. What a tool. 
Terra looks at you. He holds up the drink in his hand and says that he brought over to the table, not one he made you order, and says to Aestus. Is Cha-Cha doing anything specific? Are the imps... No, the imps left good. God. They made Cha-Cha very uncomfortable. I think now that she's fully dissected that curd, she's ordering more. Mm -hmm. She's just signaling, like, bring on the curds. Yeah. And she's making an elaborate structure with them. Yeah, so by 3 a.m., Cha-Cha has built, like, a three-dimensional image. What does it look like out of herds and toothpicks? I think it is the blueprints for the fictional shop they are planning for. Oh, Somehow it has working doors. (laughs) Don't question it. Yeah, it keeps uncomfortably every once in a while, like, seeping and milk-like substance. Yes. So it's almost like it's got its own moat mm-hmm. <laughs> around it. Oh, something, by the way, it's sagging. It just it looks like it's looking at me. It knows who it will occupy it. Dilly, while we we're still there, also introduce the Stoneburners to Veronica, Candace, and Boa. And Tenon slaps you on the shoulder again and says, It's ready for you to be inside it. I, mm, <laughs> you must be the funny one. I try, I try. Here, have another drink. He takes another drink. And then I guess we're just here until close. Yeah. It's now about 3 a.m., which is, of course, five hours past true midnight in the ninth world. And you guys make your way back to the Mesa Summit if you want. Yeah, Nyx will dip into a dark place and change into her Carlisle outfit and arc- activate her Carlisle necklace. Okay. When the bar closes, you come out and uh, Tendon follows you out the door and says, So where's the after party, guys? Holy shit, what? I don't think there is one. Lame. Are you that old already, Adilbrim? Yeah. Is that an issue? Because I I got sad, he says. He's clearly like five years older than you in his appearance. (laughs) Wanders off. All right. I got to go. I got to go make more blood. So you have a good day. Good night. Or whenever you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) So Nick ducks off into an alley and becomes Carlisle. I think Veronica, Candace, and Adilbrim get to Mesa Summit first. Is that how we want to do it? Or do we want us three to come in together? No, next, yeah, Nix will come later. Or no, this time she'll go first. Just because we did it the opposite way last time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you come in, Marta nods at you, and then she taps the counter because you are due to pay for more at this point. So it should be two and a half shins. Nix coughs it up. Then you head upstairs. I think it's going to be five shins because we spent a night in Bodrov. Uh, no, uh, in Shalmas. She doesn't know that. Yeah, but we've been gone from the room for two days. Yeah, from her standpoint, yeah, you're right. It would be five shins. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're heading back up to the room. Which room do you go into? The Bork room or the Bow room? Nix goes in the Bork room. Okay, so you go into the Bork room. Shortly after, Dilly and Veronica Candace show up. You said Dilly got a notes and a metal card, right? Yeah. Well, before we get to Mesa Summit, Dilly's going to quickly check that note just to see what it says. And also the metal card, see whose name is on there. So the metal card, it's essentially one of the same. It's just a metal card that has a unique code. It's got a stone burner symbol, and it's clearly slightly different. Like, it's clearly, like, intended to indicate lodging. Okay. But there's no name on there? Like, the other names? There's Carlisle's name written down below, but you almost get the feeling that that's almost like a user experience thing that that's already encompassed in the unique code somehow. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I might have said no, but it's really just 
the synth card that indicates this. Dope, dope, dope. Hi, Marta. I joined a club today. This is for you. Thank you. She looks at it. She's like, woohoo. That's 200 shins for me. She marks something on the ledger. Hell yeah, get it. Also, get some sleep. You don't, it's wild that you're just here all the time. We do what we have to. It's a rat race here in Navarine. Rat race is everywhere. Dilly just kind of nods to himself and goes to the boa room. Okay. So, Cha Cha and Dilly enter the boa room. Do we wait for Nyx or how do we, how do we want to do this? I definitely need to sleep. Yeah, you probably should. You look like shit, honestly. I didn't want to say it in front of everyone, but you do. All right, thanks. All right, I'm going to go to sleep then. Okay, I will wait for next or someone to try and murder us. It's one of the two, usually. Valid. Oh, shit. Yeah, because I got that traveler lady. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time Dillian Cha-Cha saw Josekin, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Wake me up if there's a tussle. And Dilly falls asleep on a bed. On a bed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chacha says keeping watch. Yes. Okay. What is Nyx doing? Oh, she's poking her head out every now and then. See, if, as soon as the hallway's empty, she head over there. Okay, give me a stealth roll of 12. Trained. So it's a nine. Four. Okay. You go over there. As you're crossing, you hear a rustle from Deneb's room. But the door doesn't open. Nyx will keep walking and like head down, I don't know, pat to the common area, something like that. You're going, well, that's sort of the opposite way of the common area. So you're walking to farther rooms? Is there like a back exit or anything like that? Not that's available for guests at this level. Okay, then Nyx will uh, knock on the door. Okay. Cha-cha, you hear a knock at the door. Password. Hey, uh, it's Carlisle. I was wondering if Dilly is in there. Sleeping. Can I come in? Are you alone? Yes. No dicks? No. Okay. And Chacha opens the door. Nyx goes in. Okay. You come in and Dilly is asleep on one of the beds? Yeah. Nyx will crash out as well. Mm-hmm. Split watch if we're keeping a watch. Which we are, right? Because okay. Lemuel got kidnapped out of a room. Our room, literally. So, Nyx, you go to sleep. You relieve Chacha later. And as you're waking up, you smell sea salt again. And you turn and look. And your mother is standing there, her hair all frizzy and wild. And she says, Nix, where, where are you? She's, she's, she's going to kill your father. Ooh. Amma. Amma. Amma has us. And that's where we'll end this episode. Oh. Amma. That's the nickname for Amaranth. Oh, because okay. Amma in a lot of languages is mom. Samson, something about this episode. It was very Dilly-centric. Yeah, Dilly has once again gone through a physical trauma. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. And we know where uh, way to the Valling Foundry is. So, very cool. Just need to figure out how to get in there without causing a ruckus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, cool. We have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you would really dig. This week, it is Alex's turn. Alex, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? Potions Permit. Okay. So it's a game I've been playing on Switch, but it's available on multiple platforms. The best way, the tagline I've been selling it to people is, Stardew, but you're an alchemist. Mm. It's got similar graphics to Stardew. The actual story behind it is, you're an alchemist from the big city going to this, like, 
pseudo remote village island area to start your own, you know, alchemy practice and you're going to heal the villagers, but they don't like you. Right. They don't like outsiders, especially alchemists from the big city, because the last alchemist there did something that fucked up the local ecosystem. So you move into like this abandoned house and get an abandoned clinic. Like I did the first patient and I was just like, this is not sanitary conditions to have a patient in. Like, I'm surprised you're not going to leave with more sickness. But so you have to go out into the wild and gather your resources via, you know, mining, fighting animals, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then you do an almost Tetris-like game to make your potions. Like they give you like yeah. a shape and you have to look at your ingredients list to make that shape. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. My daughter's been playing it a lot and the potion making I've enjoyed seeing her do. The one mini game that she's not very good at is the diagnosis mini games. She always hands me the controller for that. Yeah. yeah. You diagnose people via a rhythm game, like all doctors. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They get out their DDR pad. It's fine. You know, they're serious when they get out that dance pad. It is a very cute game. Yeah, I'm currently playing it myself. I will seduce Zhao. I like his business aspects. <laughs> he is a very yeah, like- <laughs> serious business person. And I'm like, that is the person I need as my partner in not only business, but life. Yeah. <laughs> So if people want to tell us what they think of Potion Permit or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Our website, explorerswanted.fm. On there, you will find our socials. On Twitter, we are explorerswanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are explorerswanted. Podcasts, all one word. But if you want to talk about business aspects, come to our Discord, explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. (laughs) I think this is going to be in the video game channel there. That's where you talk about business aspects. Also, if it is within your means, we'd greatly appreciate you throwing money at us at patreon.com. Patreon.com slash Explorers Wanted, specifically. Also, our Dice Filico Die Hard Dice supports us, and you get 10% off your order of beautiful Die Hard Dice. The code is Explorers Wanted, if I didn't say that. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. The best thing you could do for us is to tell your friends, your family, everyone you know about the podcast and why they should listen to it, why they would enjoy it. The second best thing is to leave us a five-star rating and review on a podcast directory. That makes a huge difference for people finding us. If you didn't like the podcast or if you just thought it was meh, his skin is dry and flimsy like an old onions. His sclera are yellowed and bloodshot. And one of his pupils, the left one, has gone rectangular. His mouth is like a gash cut across his face, and you can see too many of his teeth rotted and split in his gums. His tripartite tongue lulls out of his mouth, too long and blistered for speech. He leans back against the wall like a pillow, and red street snot dribbles from his nostrils. He looks so very ill, and you can see the pain in the hunch of his shoulders. But make no mistake, his limbs and his jaw are still so very strong. He'll be in your room tonight. You may even hear his faint, labored breathing in the dark. You can make his pain go away, you know. Why won't you? Why? All you have to do is lift the covers and invite him in.
If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Andrelik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. Okay, sound like Dilly after a massive hangover. I'm at Slam Potato. Winter is coming, so up that lotion game. I'm just saying. I'm T with <laughs> Unicorn on Twitch and Real T Unicorn on Twitter. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoy the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye. bye. bye.